Welcome back, everyone, to our favorite time, our minis. Hi, Nancy. Hi, Julie. Okay, so I have been thinking about something for a very long time that I wanted to kind of touch base on and and get your views on. I feel like no one is talking about it, and maybe I am more sensitive to the topic being from law enforcement, but nobody's talking about the opioid crisis too much. I mean, we talk about it a little, but I, I just feel like... Boy, it is hitting every town, every neighborhood, every zip code, every economic status, and we're really just not diving into it. And especially with the fentanyl that's hitting the streets and killing all these people, you know? I feel like it is actually talked about a lot. Um, I I feel like it's in the news all the time, um, especially, I guess, when somebody loses their life to this, either a you know, some young kid, they say they don't know if it was suicide or, Mm -hmm. you know, an overdose. Um, Boy, is this, you know, to say the least, so out of control. I mean, it's, it's like start, I think in the nineties started to really turn into a crisis. Um, Well, the nineties made uh, cocaine, but I feel like then later came more of the heroin opioid crisis because, yeah, well, A, because we introduced opioids into society through pain medication. And um, I've watched several movies, documentaries on it. If you haven't seen them, they're on. Yeah, you me know, too. They're on Netflix and Hulu and all of them. Um, so go ahead and, and watch how they pumped this medication and kept saying it was not addictive. And ultimately, it was very addictive. And And I have worked with people who sadly have gotten hooked on um, opioids from, you know, went to the doctor, had a in, pain management in, yep, injury and it just really excelled it. And they, yeah, they lost their job. They lost their family. They lost their high. It was very, it's very sad to, to watch the addiction take over. Yeah, and, and an innocent at that point, an innocent, you know, mistake mm-hmm. when a doctor is giving you the instruction mm-hmm. and the prescription, you think in the back of your mind, well, okay. A doctor gave me this. Right. I can, must be okay. Um, it's going to be, it's going to, it must be okay. It's going to be fine for me. And, um, and that is such a way that people have lost their everything in life over pain management. And it turns into this. Mm-hmm. How many times do you hear that when somebody loses their life and they're saying, well, how did they ever get hooked? And they're saying they, when they hurt their back mm-hmm. or they, um, did all of a sudden Surgery. they were on uh, uh, and they, and when you're in pain, especially it's so dangerous when doctors will give you a prescription like this and say, take as needed oh. as needed when you're in agony is a whole different definition. Um, and just really, you know, yeah, really does a number. And now there's, a, there's at least more knowledge and warning of it, but, um, but it's still happening, right? You know, it's still, it's still, there are still all of these quote unquote accidental deaths where they're saying, well, we're not sure if it was a suicide or not. And, um, the whole thing is that, you know, it's, it's an addictive death. It's addicted, an addictive death warrant, you know? Yeah. Sadly, it really is, is taking over so much so that they are now putting Narcan into the hands of everyone. I mean, anyone that schools, schools, they have vending machines popping up now with Narcan. Right. right? So, um, and for those who don't know, Narcan is a, how do I describe it? It's basically a shot that you stick in your chest if someone is overdosing and it reverses the effect of the overdose. 
Um, and I have seen it used several, several times over my career. It's pretty powerful, amazing have. drug. Yeah. I and life-saving, right? Life, I mean, oh gosh, yes. Life-saving. It's like a mystery why it's so, such a controversy of where they put those, like you say, vending machines or where they, ha- like in schools, there are all sorts of, I think, fight back. There's all sorts of fight back on having Narcan accessible. I mean, you're not encouraging right. people to experiment with the whole situation. But I think that's but what people is, think, you know, the perception is, yeah. Um, let's say we put that in affluent school, right? They're going to be like, not our school, not, we're not our, right. not our kids. They don't do that stuff. And the reality is, is they are doing it. And I, I'm going to tell you from experience again, being in law enforcement, we have an expressway here in the city of Chicago that attaches to suburbs. It's an affluent suburbs out there, you know, come from big money. And we, it's the nickname for the highway is heroin highway. And they say that because people would drive from the suburbs and get off on the West side of Chicago and pick up, you know, their heroin and be on their way. It was like a, that's why we call it heroin highway. I mean, it was happening every day, all day long. In fact, even during COVID, it was not shut down. You know, you could see the people coming in to buy their, their heroin. If anything, with all the isolation, that was even more of a oh, yeah, of time. For sure. For sure. You know, and I guess one thing is like, how do you know? How do you know someone um, is addicted or what are the signs to look out for? And I think to some people I, I know in my life who have been affected by addiction in general, I, I don't think there's any one specific sign, but I would say if your relationship is deteriorating, the person is not who they used to be, um, not involved in the things they used to be, or interested, possibly losing a lot of weight. Um, heroin especially will start to affect your dental health, your overall facial structure from losing weight. You know, you just become very sullen. Have you ever seen anyone who's addicted? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Think about, you know, that look of it, you know, drug addicts. But what you're saying too, if you're someone who's listening to this, that is wondering, you know, I take so much of this, mm-hmm. where do I draw the line? I mean, that's always that fine line of I'm trying to get help right. and um, it's not that bad. How do I know? And then, you know, if you're thinking that it's definitely time to reach out and find out, you know, really get help. It, it never hurts to contact, um, kind some of, sort of support. Yeah. Contact Contact different uh, rehabs. I'm sure there's 800 numbers you can call and find out, you know, what do I do? Especially if the person is stealing from you. When a person in your life becomes so disruptive that you can no longer live your regular life, then it's time to question what what is really happening. You know, um, especially for younger children, I think your grades start to fail. And because people describe addiction, and I've never been addicted, knock on wood, but as like a love affair. You know, they're so in love, they can, they want it all the time and they'll do anything it takes to get that drug yeah. or alcohol or whatever it may be, whatever substance they're using. Um, as yeah. We know addiction's not just limited to drugs and alcohol, but um, so you have to really then start to question like, what is going on in my house and where do I set the boundary? And so that's when I think you need to pr- bring a professional in, like talk to a therapist, talk to people, interventionists, 
Yeah. And like we've said so many times, if the person, you know, it's hard to get the, a person who's deep into this situation to get help for themselves. And they're addicted to get help for yourself, to figure out how to get help for them is another mm, road to take. Absolutely. And I read somewhere and I don't know if this is accurate, so don't quote me on it, but I read it takes like seven times of trying to quit to actually for it to take effect. Now, maybe that's not everybody, wow. but that's how strong of a hold it has on people. It really hits, I don't know, we'll have to have an expert on to talk about the, you know, the neurotransmitters yeah. and the dopamine yeah, and, right. you know, how it affects all that. Um, but it's, it's such a scary drug. And if you think it's like, you know, just the people in low income areas, it's, it's not. Um, there are a lot of, oh, no. there are a lot of women um, addicted to pain pills who are functioning kind of, who go to work and come home, but they're addicted to pain pills. And so I guess mm -hmm. I've become more apprehensive when people are like, oh, I'm taking pain pills for A, B, or C. You know, then I want to ask them like, how long have you been on them? And who is prescribing them? And um, yeah. Well, even, even, um, you know, just the regular, I've had something like, um, dental work done or mm -hmm. something where, um, you know, I was prescribed, um, hydro, what is it? Hydrocodone. 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 And, um, Oxycontin. and they, you know, they'll give you Oxycontin, they'll give you a prescription to pick up mm -hmm. before you go home, knowing that when it all, when the, when the numbing wears off, you'll be in agony. Yes. I, myself really i i pick up the prescription i don't think i've ever taken it like oh, i just really? think it's too strong yeah well i'm always i i'm someone who just hesitates with that but they this is prescribed yeah. all the time and yeah like i i just feel like it's so it's accessible yeah. i mean like it doesn't matter where you are in big town small town um affluent or not it's it's all over the place see that's funny you say that because I've had a couple of surgeries and I was so thankful for it, but I will say that the effect it had on me, it, it makes me sleepy. So within a half an hour of taking it, I'll be fast asleep. So whatever that addictive gene is, I thank God I don't have it. Yeah. And I'll tell you a, yeah. a funny, not funny story is I was, um, I had my tonsils out as an adult, which. For, oh, I remember oh, that. For anyone who has. Yeah. My daughter oh, did it as an adult. Yeah. Oh my god! It was it was the worst I mean, pain I've worse ever than, seen anyone. <laughs> worse than labor. It was so painful. Yeah. Um, I thought I was never going to recover. And how I describe the pain is like your throat is on fire and you're swallowing glass. That's what it felt like. So anyway, I yeah. learned a little bit about the new laws that they have implemented, which I think is good. Um, when I called the doctor to get a refill. The doctor's office no longer, at least in Illinois, will call in that prescription. You have to actually physically go to the doctor to get a physical prescription to bring to the pharmacy. So that oh, that's interesting. Yeah, so that kind of eliminates, um, you know, people like calling it in and say, "I call the doctor calls it in for me, and then you go pick it up because you're actually the one with an an addiction." Um, I think I think that was a smart idea. However. Being in my situation, someone who was in massive pain at the time, I called yeah. the doctor and they said, we can't call it in. You have to come get it. And I thought, I haven't showered in five days. <laughs> like, 
and you're and you're in agony. And I'm in pain, and I'm in my pajamas. And I said, "Can't my husband or my father or you know? Nope, you have to come get it." So I showed up, looking like I mean, I can't even imagine how scary I looked <laughs> to pick up this prescription. Wow. Um, but yeah, I thought that was quite interesting. And it's the same thing with the technology that they have implemented too, pharmacy to pharmacy. Now they communicate. So you can't go to one pharmacy and get something and then go to another pharmacy and get the same thing, you know, dual prescription. Yeah. So, it, so it does eliminate that. So they're trying. There are a few things in yeah. play. And I, you know, they're they, trying to get control. Yeah. This Narcan thing is, is very, um, it's a very hot topic and a lot of people don't want it. But judging from the background I yeah. come from, I'm happy to see it. I'm very happy to see yeah, it. Yeah. You've seen it, like you said, mm-hmm. you've seen it save lives. Yeah. And I hope it continues because I think we forget that under the addiction, there's a person there. And whether they're a mother, father, mm-hmm. brother, sister, I mean, somebody loves them and somebody is in a lot of pain watching them destroy their lives. And they're helpless. Yeah. And they're helpless. Mm-hmm. They. It, this is, you know, it's hard to help yourself right. when you're deep into this. Right. So if you or someone else you know is addicted, there's so much help out there. Get on the internet, Google it. Call your non-emergency numbers, ask, call human resources, call your local hospital, call the emergency room and ask them. Um, let's try to save more lives. Yeah. If in doubt, pick up the phone, mm-hmm. reach out. Yeah. Okay. Until next time, Nancy. Until next time. Bye, Julie. Bye. Don't forget, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We welcome your input to contact us or any of our guests. Please email us at behindourdoor at mail.com. That's behindourdoor at mail.com. And please don't forget to like and share our podcast. Um, leave us a rating. Tell us how we're doing. We really want your feedback. It's important to us. We are so thankful that you are here and listening to us. If you or someone you know is in crisis struggling with mental illness, you can call the National Suicide Hotline at 1-800-273-8255 or the NAMI Helpline at 1-800-950-6264. Until next time, please join us for another conversation behind our door. Thanks for listening.